Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show, we have John Shepard of PFD Strength Training and Sports Performance. John, what's going on, man? How are you today? Doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing tremendously. I'm excited to to dive into this. I'm excited to pick your brain here. It sounds like there's there's a lot going on and a lot of lessons to be learned. But John, before we get into the nitty gritty of, of the business side of this, why don't you give us a little bit of background and, and tell us what PFD is first and foremost? So uh, PFD is something that you know started. Let's see. I've been. I played professional baseball for about six years. And then right after, uh, while doing that, I worked in uh, physical therapy clinics uh, in the off season. So I was very fortunate there to not only uh, get stuff to help myself out, but I was surrounded by very intelligent people in the business who would, it was nice to see too, because there was a lot of people that cared about it. So I got to learn a lot of stuff and then good, good business stuff uh, on a social side and, you know, the psych- psychological side of it. But uh, uh from there, I started doing stuff online and from there started growing, you know, I wanted to have something separate from where I was working. So I started calling it PFD, uh, pride, pride, focus and desire, uh, strength training or strength and performance. And from there just started, uh, building up a group outside and then started training people outside or going to other schools or helping out at colleges, uh, help helping family members out. And then, my wife finally pushed me to step away from the gyms I've been working at and, you know, go off and venture and start up our own thing. So we started building stuff here in uh, a Sonnet Mass and grew a very good population of, uh, you know, general population and younger athletes from around the area. And it was, it was a great population to start working with. So been very okay. fortunate there. Yeah. And, and so this definition of bootstrapping it right we started in parks we started going to schools we started with little resources and it sounds like it's evolved along the way to to grow to where we are take me back to when this whole thing got started and tell me a little bit about how your vision then impacted how the business looks now did you think when you got this whole thing started that you would eventually be where you are now? That's always a hard one. Like I started, so I helped my friend start his own gym. So I learned a lot there on how to start things very little and with very little and build up, just not have, you know, all the crazy equipment, all the technology, all the cool, fancy, shiny toys and learn how to, you know, coach, and be creative and not necessarily handicap yourself with, all right, we have these tools, we're just gonna do this and use this machine. Like, no, like we actually have to get creative. We wanna elicit a certain effect on uh, an individual, whether it's a prehab, post, uh, post-surgery, post or just uh, performance-wise. And then I ended up going to another job uh, where I was a head coach, where is the opposite. There was a lot of uh, money to be used and I wasn't used to that. And it was just a different population that I wasn't, exactly uh in the right frame or i didn't want to start building around there 
And then I just wanted to step away and kind of see if I could do it myself. I know uh, a lot of people, uh, wife included, friends, uh, wanted me to start my own thing. And uh, when I started doing that, it, it was very nerve wracking. I mean, anytime you do something, you step out of your comfort zone or you take a risk, uh, it, it's very nerve wracking. But, you know, yeah. I, I can make it fun a lot of times. Oh, yeah, so the, the risk exciting. being... Whereas before you knew what kind of money you were making, now we've got a, a financial obligation and we need yeah. to, to make money from this. And so tell me a little bit about the business as it stands now. What is the, the main service or, or main services that you actually provide? So the main services, uh, we work with a lot of general population if they want to get back into exercising or strength training or they want to just learn. Like the biggest thing, whether it's from any field of uh, sports, rehab, or just general fitness, the biggest thing is if you want to learn, if you want to get coached, if you want to be educated, like that's the population that we're going for. Um, people that want to learn and understand or ask the question why or even know their why. Um, I, I always like kind of starting things off with that. Like, why are you here? Like, what is the thing you want to get out of this? Mm -hmm. So that goes great with a lot of uh, general population, people trying to get back into training, people before, after surgery, uh, athletes that are coming in looking to uh, learn or get ready for college or high school. We have kids from ages nine to uh, professional athletes. We have people, uh, general population, 21 to 70 years old. So we have uh, a large range of population and it's very uh, fun to, to work with that and kind of not get locked into a certain uh, direction. It's night of oh, not direction. Uh, you want to have direction, but not locked into a certain uh, field. So it's very good for continuing to educate myself or having to learn more or uh, better myself in this craft. Yeah, totally understood. Now, the the timing of this is interesting and in, in you venturing off on your own. You lived in and experienced running a business throughout the time of COVID. How do your, your membership numbers now compared to two or so years ago, 2019 or early 2020, how did that affect you guys? So when we started off, the numbers were low. We were doing a lot more like going out and helping out with a team, trying to get our names out there, trying to get our faces out in the community. Um, and obviously there was a risk with, with what we were doing. There was a risk with anybody trying to join, you know, something new. Um, or obviously the financial side that goes into uh, joining a gym or a uh, performance center. So we started off by just really putting ourselves out there, showing our worth, uh, doing raffles, had like uh, charity softball games or stuff around like, hey, like win a free month, uh, kind of just get their, get their foot in the door. And then from there, make it on us to sell what we're doing, show our worth. And from there, it started one person, two person, all the people that started doing our, our stuff were, were staying and continuing. And then uh, we haven't really spent any money on advertising, just word of mouth from around the community or even like uh, social media wise has been a, uh, a huge help. Uh, yeah. So really just showing, showing our work, showing that we care uh, on the social and on the you know physical side of what their goals were. Do you think you mentioned that you haven't spent money on anything thus far? Do you think that that's something that you will do at any point in the future to grow the business? So I think in 
as we grow, as we get into our larger spot and word of mouth either starts to slow down because word of mouth is, you know, everyone that's everyone's go-to or that's their favorite one because it's free advertising. It's literally advertising what you are doing, uh, showing your worth as opposed to uh, throwing all the stuff out, whether it be uh, posts on Instagram or billboards, et cetera, stuff like that, or in a newspaper. Um, but I think once we start to hit a plateau, then it could be something where we started to push. I know um, we did. So I take that back. We did do one advertising where we sponsored a, uh, a little league team. Uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, I think that was so like at least maybe, dipping your toes in the water, yeah, right? You yeah, got a feel one, for it. That was the one thing. I mean, that was that was fun. I mean, you know, growing up playing baseball yeah. and like that, I wanted to uh, help out. And then from there, that was where we did another raffle. So the yeah. opening day for the the little league team, we gave out uh, a free free one month and started sure, going from there. Sure, sure. So good to get the the word out and and probably got some exposure, but chalk it up more towards the the giving back and the charity side of things than yeah probably true advertising yeah with the idea of of the business growing so far i think you're right i think it it only makes sense to ride out that organic growth as far as it'll go but with the understanding that if everybody could grow this way we'd have gyms full of people all across the country and and so at some point it might be a worthwhile venture take me to the next step in the process walk me through when someone's interested in in training with you they reach out what's that sales process typically look like what happens from that moment of them reaching out until they're ready to sign up yeah, so what, what happens there is once they reach out, we'll uh, respond back like, hey, let's, that's great. Thank you for reaching out. Let's set up a, a free assessment. So all of our assessments, it's like a 30, 40 minute uh, come in movement screen. And it, that obviously will help me get an idea of how the person moves, uh, understand their goals more. So get a good baseline, talk with the individual, talk with the individual's parents, uh, get a good background on them and just see how um we we get along with each other because uh, after the movement screen i'll take them through like a speed up version of what a session might look like because i want to know are we going to be a good fit for you do you like our style of training do you uh think that the communication here is good and then it also gives us a chance because like is this person going to fit well for us because you know it it goes back to a lot where i have a lot of uh background in the PT side, but I understand like if someone wants to do a class or someone wants to do this, but they might not fit into that class because they might need a little bit more attention. So I'll try to push them in that direction. And, you know, it, even if it's not, if it's something out of my scope, like, Hey, like I would love to start training you, but I would definitely recommend you do this first, or you go see this person, or I have a friend that does this. Uh, so it, it's a good way to see how the person moves, understand them uh, on a personal side, and then just make sure we're a good fit all around. Yeah. And so a lot of resources and time being poured into this. And I really appreciate the fact that you called out, Hey, we want to make sure that we're a service that will help whatever their goal is, but we, at the same time, we want to make sure that they're a good fit for what we do, right? Yeah. Both of these things are tremendously important and imperative for a, a longer term relationship. That was one of the first things that was taught to me when I was uh, starting in this field from one of my uh, former uh, bosses was the best thing you can do is show that you give a crap, like show that you care. If someone asks you a question and 
and you don't know the answer, don't give them an answer right away uh, or shoot from the hip or guess. Like tell them like, hey, I don't know that answer, but by the time you come back in, I will have an answer for you. Uh, just showing that you care and you will go forward. Like that goes a lot more than, you know, faking it till you make it or just like showing that you, you want to educate yourself and you care for the person's well-being. Uh, so that that whole we're a good fit for you, you good fit for us. I think that that's kind of stems from that uh, belief or that that train of thought. Right. Now, what speaks to you retaining clients the most? I think retention is such a, a fascinating topic in our industry because it's kind of this intangible, hard to nail down thing. For you, what influences that the most? How are you able to to maintain these relationships and keep clients coming back? <sighs> I think just the the personal side. Um, I've been very or very fortunate where my whether it be my upbringing or my experience in college, my experience uh, in a professional side, whether it be for baseball or this, uh, very good with just me melding with. Uh, any group like I didn't have a specific click at school like I wasn't only with jocks or I wasn't only with uh like the uh musical side like I, I my group of friends was so vast and so wide and I'm very much an open person I think the ability to communicate with anybody who walks to the door I think that plays a big role in showing that you know anybody's welcome but holding strong to you know if you want to come and get educated and learn like let's get after it. I will do like, you show me the effort. I will pour all my effort into uh, this hour, making sure that this hour is your best time. Cause I know that's one thing that we like to talk about is, you know, we don't want you to come in and be crushed and be like, Oh, that hour sucks. Or like, Oh, I'm not gonna be able to walk tomorrow. No, I want like the hour of training, the hour 15 you spend with me to be the best part of your day. So you look forward to coming back because that's going to be how they continue to come back, how they want to continue to train, how they want to do better, how they want to learn. So that that's my biggest goal is making sure it is the best possible um, time for that person. If they want to talk about this, they want to talk about that. As long as they're working, making it as an enjoyable experience as possible. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Now, our, our conversation so far, man, has just been how do we find leads? How are we converting them and how do we keep them long term? But expand this out a little bit for me. Talk to me about the big picture and, and where you see this business going in a year, two years, five years, 10 years. So big, big picture would be to have our facility up and running our location going and just the community brings itself. Like um, I know that sounds, it's uh, probably what everybody wants. Um, but having it to the point where everybody believes in what we're doing so much that it just fuels everybody. I want it to be an environment that the moment you walk in through the doors, like you feel like one, you belong two, you want to get after it. You want to join like this whole thing, like no matter what sport or what field of work you do. Like I want everybody to say hi to everybody, everybody know everybody's names, everybody to just build that, uh, that community and just grow from there. People want to be there. So I'd love for this spot to be up and going and people just come to get after it and coach and learn and uh, have fun and experience new things or ask the right questions. Yeah. Now for you, how do you, what do you see as, as the biggest potential challenge here moving forward? What do you think is going to be the toughest part about growing this business? I think the, 
toughest part probably right now just because it's like the thing that's right in front of us is uh getting this facility up and built uh because yeah. once that's probably built, a big bottleneck right now <laughs> yeah yeah like that's that's the main focus right now is getting that thing up and running because we we have we have the community we have everybody coming in word of mouth is going good but we're pretty much at the point where it's very hard to say like hey yeah we can do this hour we can do that hour like it's specific so every time i'm having a new assessment or a new person come in it's like all right it's like how do these hours work out like here's our set schedule like i have this time slot does that work for you so right now it's just going to be getting the spot up and running and then once it's going hiring the right people or the right coaches because i know i have uh one one or two people in mind that i really want to come and join and i know one of them said that they would but it's just going to be making sure that it's set for that person or we have uh the right people to come in and work because that's the one thing i haven't done yet i have i have run a gym but i didn't have anybody under me i was under my under my boss at another spot so it's going to be a very very different experience having people underneath me learning to let go or trust uh people to continue the the vision but you know if you if you hire the right people or if you uh set that stuff up right away it should take it should run itself i know that's the goal that's everybody's ideal uh situation yeah i think it's it's tough in our industry at least it's i think it's easier to to say that than to do it so many gym owners that i talk to have this this sort of ego challenge of handing off responsibility and allowing somebody else to to take over and, and raise the baby if you will yeah, but exactly. uh i think you're spot on there man now we're running a bit shy on time here but before we sign out i want to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about pfd what's the best website what's the best social media where can people go to find out more about this, the business so yeah uh, you can go on Instagram or Facebook and check out our PFD strength and performance uh, uh, platforms or our website. We have all of our service. We have all of our information set up there, email, phone numbers, everything to call. If you have any questions, all of our background right up on uh, PFD strength and performance uh, com, or you can Google that. Like luckily uh, again, the wife is very good at setting up all that stuff. So we're on Google, Yelp, you name it. We're probably, we're probably there. Fantastic. I appreciate your time, John. I think it, it, it's a really, really helpful conversation to talk about what's working for you and at the same time to identify things that we're still working on solving as a business. So it'll be interesting to see how this shapes up for you as you guys move into a facility and, and solidify this business moving forward. But I wish you nothing but the best and, and we'll have to check in with you again down the road once that all comes together. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Mike from Founders Gym out of Prescott, Arizona. Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you today? I am great. Thank you for this opportunity. Super excited to have you here and to kind of learn more about what you do within your fitness business. But before we dive into any of that, I would love to ask the question, you know, what led to you getting in the position of running a fitness business? You know, I've been a lifelong um, fitness enthusiast and uh, my first career was as a police officer in Los Angeles. And I understood the value of fitness, not only for mental clarity, but also to be able to do the job. And when I retired after 26 and a half years, I found out that, uh, you know, I was always already going to be lifting and being a fitness enthusiast. So I became a personal trainer. And as a result of working here, I eventually worked my way up to the manager now. Okay, awesome. So you know, it's something that you've always been involved in. And um, now you're in the position where you're kind of operating this business, you know, you're the one that's in charge of making the decisions, you're the one in charge in the day to day. Um, And so congrats, I mean, for making it this way. Now you're in a position where you get to help other people change their lives. Um, And that feels really good kind of makes you feel that superhero uh, kind of feeling when you see people like, you know, changing their lives, gaining mental clarity, losing weight, getting off of their diabetes medication, whatever it might be, it's the best feeling. Um, so, so I thank you for sharing that background there. You're now operating Founders Gym. Give us a backstory there, you know, um, or not a backstory, but kind of give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide and really paint that picture for us. So as we move forward in this conversation about business, we have a good grasp on your business model. Sure, I think um, to adequately present it, um, we're part of what's called Founding Fathers Collective. It's very unique in that we have multiple businesses that are incorporated together. We have a barber shop, we have a whiskey and cigar bar, we have a speakeasy, which is private membership. We have a city tavern that has 65 self-serve taps for beer, wine, and champagne. We have a coffee shop, we have a jujitsu studio, and then we have a gym. And this gym that we operate is more like a functional fitness, but we have a variety of different classes so that we can meet the needs of our community. um, And we strive to do that every day. I love it. So, you know, you are located within a collective and that's so unique, right? I have heard of gyms being located next to a brewery or next to a restaurant, but hey, this is a catch-all. If you need to go get a haircut uh, or, you know, like you can, you just go work out, then get your haircut or. We're a one-stop shop. Yeah, Yeah, that's so cool. I'm trying to like really picture it and like picture what the whole like area looks like. And I have like literally no picture in my head. So I'm going to have to Google this later to kind of figure it out. Okay. So within your, your, your facility, kind of, if I came up to you, I was like, Hey Mike, what services do you have to provide? 
what would you be able to present me? With specifically regarding the gym? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. What we offer is um, functional fitness. We offer boot camp style classes. We offer HIIT classes. We offer uh, strength and conditioning for all ages. We also offer a youth fundamental fitness class, which what we're focusing on in that specific part is for kids that are transitioning from say middle school to high school is giving them the the ability to be successful, not just stepping on a campus at high school and saying, I don't know what I'm doing here. Competition has become so uh, one-on-one, it's so incredibly difficult now, depending on what part of the globe you're at. We wanna give our kids out here in Prescott, Arizona, a chance to compete with those. So we started young, and then we have a strength and fundamental fitness, and then we have a fight fit, which actually helps with agility, uh, balance and stabilization in that cardio, but we also now offer vinyasa yoga, which helps with the strength and conditioning and the flexibility. So we try to culminate all those in a weekly package so that whatever we do, we giving our clients the best chance of meeting all of their needs. Okay, got it. So, you know, you do have the option of the group training, but people can come in and get a more personalized one-on-one experience if that's what they need it's going to take them to that level that they're looking to go to. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I love that. I love the group classes because I think that there's a lot of people that really thrive in that environment, um, having people next to them, showing them or like motivating them to keep going. For me, that's definitely the type of fitness person I am. If you put me in a room, like if I go to the gym in my apartment and there's nobody else there, I'll probably walk on the treadmill and leave. Like, I just don't have that motivation. Put me in a CrossFit class though. And I'm like Energizer Bunny. Um, So I like that for that type of person. And then with the personal training, you can market it to anybody. People who want to lose weight, people who want to gain muscle, people who are getting ready for X event, a kid who's looking to make a sports team or learn a new skill, like you can really market towards anybody. So it's great for the client. And then when you look at the business, personal training obviously brings in a little bit more revenue than a normal membership. So it's awesome for the business. So props to you for kind of having both of those services because a lot of group fitness gyms, that's all they do. And we're missing out there if we aren't offering more. How many How many one-on-one clients would you say that you have right now? We have anywhere from five to 10. Okay. And and that deviates depending, obviously, now we're backing into the school year. I think we're going to see a lot more uh, growth that way because, as as you know, um, summer people take off. They go on vacation. When they come back, now they want to meet their goals again. There's more of a a schedule that they adhere to, and they want to meet those. So we typically see a spike in that. So what we've done here at Founders Gym is we've gone after the talent. We've gone after the coaches that have a a huge amount of experience, a lot of one-on-one interaction, customer care, and those type of people we highlight and try to eventually say, if somebody's in a class and say, I want to get better, but I'm not sure if this class is what it is. Hold on a second. We've got a trainer for you. Let us go ahead. And then we put those trainers profiles not only on our website, but we also use social media to highlight those people. So if they're, they're afraid to ask, sometimes they can look online and see a person and get that uh, knowledge to them. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And so 
you have, you know, anywhere from five to 10 one-on-one clients. And then for members, pre-pod, before the podcast, you told me you had like 180, right? Yes, ma'am. Those are, and out of those 180 members, would you say all 180 are pretty active coming in every single day or at least two to three times a week? Or is that number kind of deviated a little bit? Yeah, I would say about 75 to 80. And so we're, we're, we're constantly trying to change and update. We're, we're sending out emails. We're doing questionnaires to find out what we're missing and how we could uh, approach that missing uh, 80 people or 90 people. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's hard too. Like no matter what kind of fitness business that we're running, people fall off. And um, we, you know, retention is one of the things that we kind of struggle to figure out in this industry because people are so hot and cold with their fitness. They'll do so good for two months and then they go to a birthday party out of the state and then they come back and it's like, they can't figure out how to get back on. Like, it's so hard to figure out. And then obviously that affects our business when we get the cancellation call and we're like, well, shoot, you know, 30 days from now, we're losing that monthly revenue and it just kind of stinks um what's your what are your memberships look like like uh you know do you offer just one standard membership or are there kind of different levels there we have a variety of different levels because we understand that not everybody's the same so we have like a monthly unlimited class which also includes open gym we have daily passes weekly passes we have annual which is a full year for somebody that wants to sign up and then um, we also have a yoga membership only. Um, so some people may not be interested in lifting weights, but we also have uh, yoga, which we've seen a big growth out here. So we've also seen wine and yoga. We added wine and yoga, which has really taken off. That seems to hit a mark that we mess- maybe weren't necessarily hitting that uh, we're trying to get some moms or dads. Yeah. One in yoga is cool because you can kind of do it kind of like those paint and sip parties that they, that they do where people like paint and then they sip on a glass of wine. I think that the yoga and wine thing is almost the equivalent of that. Like, Hey ladies, let's go down to the gym and do some yoga and drink a glass of wine together. Like that's the same thing. It's a social kind of thing for people and it's calming. Like the kids are stressful. So like, let's go (laughs) cool down. Um, and do the wine and yoga. That's super cool. So, um, you know, with 180 or so members, what's the square footage of the space? Uh, I, I would say five to five to 700 square feet. It's a relatively small. What, what do you think? Is, excuse me. I'm sorry. 2,500 square feet. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so around 2,500 square feet and with 180 members, is that a place, Mike, where you guys feel good, you feel comfortable, or are you looking to kind of actively grow and welcome new members into the facility? We are looking to grow, but we're looking to basically maintain our relationships and care for the members that we have here. We understand that they're the base for us, and that's why we really put a focus on our interactions with our trainers and our staff. And as we grow organically, we know that we will grow and we will continue, but we understand that our memberships that we have here are our primary concern. Yep. 
And I think that's where a lot of people do go wrong, right? They look at, you know, we need to grow, we need to grow because that's what's good for the business. And then we lose track of our members and then our retention goes right down. Um, And I think that there is a way to collectively look at, okay, how do we continue to grow this community and how do we take care of our current community? And I think that you're the type of guy who is really in this probably to help people change their lives right there's usually a couple of people that are in this business somebody who wants to change lives or somebody who wants to make money you sound like the type of guy who wants to change lives so we have to look at okay well we how do we continue to change the lives of the people that we already have but how do we change more lives and find more people so walk me through that process what are some of the things that you guys are doing to aid the growth process in terms of finding new clients what we do a lot is is we take uh, we talk to our members. We constantly ask them, "Are we meeting the needs of what you're seeing?" Then we utilize social media to advertise to get feedback, and then from that, sometimes we send out a questionnaire or a survey on our saying, "What would you like to see?" And then based on those, we don't wait to implement something. We immediately implement something. We're not, a, we're not afraid to do something for our members and say, hey, we may, be, we may do this because we're part of a collective. We have other parts that are working independently. So we have a little bit of autonomy to say, you know what, wine and yoga, let's do it. Fight fit, let's do it. Um, you know, and then if we sit there and say, you know, with youth fitness, you're not gonna find a lot of gyms out here that are gonna do that style because they're not willing, they don't think it's there. Um, but what we'll do is based on everything that we culminate together, we take our members first, their interaction, social media, and then we talk to each one of our trainers. Okay. Uh, I think it's extremely important to listen to your trainers because they have, they're on the pulse. They talk to these people. They're the ones that really sell this business. So their input is extremely important. And I think that's why we've grown really well. And our retention rate, we very rarely lose anybody. And I think it's as a result of what a great staff we have. Yeah, I think that, you know, the staff thing is really important. The fact that you guys are sending out, you know, these surveys and really engaging with your current members and giving them what they need, right? That all helps. I mean, our members want to feel heard. They want to feel seen. And that is vital for us, for them to be able to trust us enough to go talk about us to their friends and hopefully us get referrals like that's a big thing um and so it sounds like you know you are able to grow through you know word of mouth through referrals your coaches provide this awesome service that you know they're able to grow the business a little bit too but you also mentioned social media and I think that that's a great topic for us to discuss here on this platform because many people are very apprehensive to go down that path right? Um, Most of us are not social media experts. Um, And also like when we look at the advertising side of things on social media, generally that costs money and people don't like to spend money if they don't know if they're going to make money. So kind of give me your experience there, Mike. Has there been a big payoff or are there kind of ebbs and flows with it? You know what? Um, Becoming from law enforcement, my background regarding social media was limited so I knew that I needed to reach out and get somebody that's very well versed in it. And so I went out and I got my uh, assistant manager, Winston, who was extremely knowledgeable. 
I think you have to grow not only individually, but as a business. And he explained to me the value of social media. It's a free network. People are constantly on it. Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. If you embrace it, it has so, so much tangible value. And then you get people looking. And before you know it, you're creating prospects just by people going through the social media. I, we're not afraid of it at all. In fact, I think it's a free marketing tool that a lot of people don't use. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, it, like you said, you know, the organic stuff that it sounds like you're doing a lot of organic stuff on social media, just posting, engaging with your followers, sharing stories, videos, things like that. It's great for the people that are already following us because maybe there's somebody in your town who followed you and they've kind of been thinking, oh, maybe I'll reach out eventually when the time is right. And we post and then we post again and they're like, ah, okay, I see somebody in that picture that I know, like I'm going to reach out. And so that consistency does help. And we're living in such a digital world today where it's like, if we're not doing that as, you know, business owners, people who are running a business, like it's, it's kind of, we're losing people if we're not utilizing that. Um, have you guys done any sort of digital ads where you run an ad campaign to pull in leads on social media? Yes. Yes. Um, what we've done is we sit down collectively and Winston has actually gone through the statistical data and actually done times where people have a tendency to pay attention to to social media or advertising, what are the best times? And then organically putting those out so that people are actually, okay, well, statistically, this is the best time. Let's throw an ad this way. And it has helped us. It has generated leads for us. Um, you know, and anytime you're dealing with something, you're dealing with statistics. So we, we hope to generate people, but we also hope to, you know, utilize those statistics to get us better skewed for what we're looking for to grow. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's kind of tricky to figure out those statistics and what all of those things mean. It takes a little bit of time to get that all figured out. And I feel like once we kind of have it nailed down, Instagram or Facebook changes again, and then it's like, well, shoot, we have to figure it out. Um, so, you know, when you're doing an ad, is it like you guys are boosting that post and putting a dollar behind it? Or are you running a specific kind of ad campaign where it's like you pay a certain amount and it's posting like every couple of days? What we do is we typically do advertisements of what we have, and then we use pictures of members and our staff to get a personal connection, like a one-on-one. -on -one. A lot of people, they're visual. They're not necessarily auditory. They want to see uh, what is it like? What is the gym like? What are the trainers like? You know, what what when they're working out, are people happy and excited? We typically use that type of content to stimulate responses. We believe in using the information that we already have here and uh, generating it. It's worked out pretty well for us. Yep. Yeah, and I think I would agree with you, right? Our people who are looking into the business, they want to see what it would be like. They want to envision themselves in this facility. So we have to show our real life members. A lot of gyms make the mistake when they show their biggest most buff members in their advertisement because like to be honest about 80 percent of the population we don't look like that so oh, no. we don't want to see that um we want to see you know your normal everyday joe 
kind of working out. And so um, what I love so much about the idea of advertisement, it sounds like you guys are doing this organically, which is great. But what I love about the idea of advertisement is the people who are not following us, we can reach them. And typically the people who need us the most are the people who don't even know to search for us. Um, maybe they're not already following us. Maybe they are kind of scared to, to like actually reach out. So if we push an ad out that just shows up on their Facebook timeline when they're scrolling endlessly and they see it, they're like, huh, you know, I look like that person in that picture. Like maybe anybody can do this. And then they see it again and they're, they gain that confidence to reach out to you. Um, and I think that's huge, right? It's a great way to find people and motivate people. And we're in a digital world, so why not? I think that was very well said. I think that a lot of times people tendency when they're, they have a self-conscious image of them, they're not really sure. And like you said, you're seeing a Hulk or this huge bodybuilder. Not everybody's like that. So they feel complacent and they see that I'm like everybody else. And then they're willing to reach out a little bit more and then once they see that and they see that, you know what, not every workout has to be the same. We can cultivate that workout for you. They feel home and we try to create it as a family so that all of our members get along great and they yep. can transcend any class and still be welcome. Absolutely. So before we run out of time here today, I want to ask you a few more questions. The next question that I want to ask you, Mike, is. When you look at your business, what would you consider to be the biggest bottleneck or challenge for you right now related to business? And what are you guys actively doing to kind of overcome that? That's a great question. Um, is to stay current and maintain the popularity or, because like you said, it's very cyclical, is to maintain the group that we have, continue to bring people in and meet their needs with that one-on-one -on -one care. I think that's a constant, ever-growing thing. Certain people change, evolve, but are we meeting the needs of each person individually and then collectively? So we're constantly trying to change and adjust based on those needs. And that's gonna be like that for the rest of our, our business needs. And I think anybody that's getting into that business needs to be flexible. Yep. Yeah, of course. Um... And I think that this business is something that's always evolving too. And so if we're in the shoes where we're running a business in this industry, if we want to see success, we have to be able to evolve with the industry. And so, you know, the past couple of years have taught us that like, you know, a great way is online programming. A great way is, um, you know, the semi-private kind of model. People that kind of blossomed the past couple of years where it's just like a family or a couple or like two best friends working out together. Like there's just like a bunch of like nuances and things like that that keep blossoming because of the evolving industry. So just being able to add those things in. Um, so if I were to hand you a magic wand, Mike, all your dreams and goals for your business, they came true. You reached them all. Talk to me about what that picture would look like. I think that we continue to meet our clients' needs, but we also develop uh, a program to assist uh, first responders and military with PTSD, anxiety, and stress. There's so much that goes on in this world, and a lot of people aren't willing to open up or engage, but you know with the health industry that 
working out not only is a great decompression, it's a social uh, place where you can talk freely and you feel like you're actually being engaging, which a lot of times that's not it. So if I see a progression, I'd really like to, we'd really like to help evolve that aspect and bring them in and uh, help them so that they can stay consistent and, and help the community. I think we want to evolve our community. We want to be a fitness community up here. I think some of the things that we can reach out tangibly in the future is through our veterans and through our first responders. Yeah, that's a great kind of add on to what you guys, you know, are doing now. And, and the idea, like you said, to just continue to, to serve your community. I mean, I have no doubt that you're going to achieve that goal because you already are. Um, is there anything else like super magic wand? Like it seems really far fetched um, that you would like to achieve for the gym. Um, eventually, obviously, we, we'd like to. Oh, uh oh, there's something. <laughs> Yeah, I think oh, I didn't like that that question. Um, <laughs> that I think we would like to grow, but grow within the confines that we can continue to grow, provide more equipment, provide more one-on-one -on -one instruction, continue to uh, and bring different classes. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, we may not be meeting some of the things, and we may not have a class yet that the community needs. So we evolve with that. The magic right. wand would be, let me know how I can do that. That's, <laughs> it's, you know. <laughs> I know that, like, I think for a lot of us, you know, we're in this day to day and we've kind of been doing the same thing, like day after day, year after year. And I know that you've only been doing this for like less than a year now, like in this position, but right. like, I promise you that's not as crazy and far-fetched as it seems. It's just a matter of like getting the right things in place. And to be honest, why would we know how to run a fitness business? I mean, there's no manual out there. I went to school for hospitality, just a fancy business degree. That's truly what it is. Get in the position where like, I'm helping run and operate this CrossFit gym. And I'm like, well, how do we, how do we do this? How, how are we going to get new members in? It's like, there's no kind of like schooling that you can take out there that's going to put you in that position. So um, yeah, <laughs> it seems far-fetched, but it's not. And I thank you for sharing that kind of vision and goal with us. What is the Instagram page for the gym? Where can our listeners go to find you guys online? Uh, we're at Founders Gym up in Prescott, Arizona, Functional Fitness. Oh, so Founders Gym for both Instagram and Facebook and FoundersGym.club. Excuse me, I had to get all of them. Founders Gym at Instagram and Founders Gym at Facebook. Perfect. I'm excited to check it out again. Thank you, Mike, for being here. It was truly a pleasure. Listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, Fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. 
Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lawyers Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Trevor Zach with Fitness Inc. out of British Columbia. Trevor, happy Wednesday. What is going on? How are you feeling today? Good, JJ. How are you, man? Happy Wednesday to you, too. There we go. Always good, man. Always good. We appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Fitness Inc., you know, first, why don't we give you the opportunity here to just go ahead and give the viewers a little description, a little understanding of what Fitness Inc. does and what you guys do. Yeah, you bet, JJ. We, uh, we started in the business 20 years ago. Started out as a Gold's Gym franchise, switched over to World Gym, and then 2013 switched over to our own name, Fitness Inc., we're, I guess, classified, maybe if you want to call it an old school club. So we've got the basics and then some. So downstairs, all the big weights. And then upstairs, classes, personal training, daycare, all the classes that we can offer, spinning, um, that type of stuff, tanning, nutritionists. So, yeah, staying with the modern times as well. Awesome. Awesome. And, and Trevor, we'll start with the bare bones basics here, right? How, how many members are you serving currently? Uh, we've got approximately 1,500 members. Nice, nice. And so, you know, for you guys, um, what's been the best method of getting those new people through the door? What's worked well for you? I think just what we learned at Goals University, to be honest, JJ, customer service. So great staff, friendly staff, keeping the club clean and keeping the club maintained. I love it. I love that. And that's so true. It's just, it's like the, the obvious things that people kind of undermine that really go a long, long way. Um, and so, you know, obviously, I think there's so many methods of marketing that you can kind of consider, right? Whether it's word of mouth, social media, the guerrilla marketing tactics that are considered old school, if you will, um, have any of those unorthodox or more common methods work well for you to like social media or like the guerrilla marketing tactics? I think social media, JJ. I mean, when we first started in the business, said 20 years ago, we used to advertise in the newspaper, do a little bit of radio advertising. We got an amazing marketer, um, great guy. And with social media, obviously coming on so strong, it's just such a, a wise marketing tool to use for the value that you get, um, the dollar amounts that you spend, you get such a broad reach and you can target people directly, just target different age groups. So I think social media is it's where it's at for, for us, for sure. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that's such a big component too. So, I, I mean, especially with, I think, thanks to COVID, you know, I think we really had to innovate and utilize the resources that we were kind of undermining in the fitness industry, which is social media, right? And I think everybody kind of took took a little initiative on it, right? So I think that's, that's such a big point. And so, you know, 
I know you said you had 1,600 members, and obviously you being a, a bigger gym, of course. Um, I always like to put this in perspective, right? I mean, you know, maybe this is, is almost an impossible number to even think of, but let's say leads, traffic, clients here, we're all unlimited. I mean, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much higher can you go? What's that max number look like for you? You know, JJ, it's where we're, where we're living, it's, it's growing quite a bit. Uh, we're in the southeast corner of British Columbia. So we're about six hours away from Kelowna, 10 hours away from Vancouver, and about four hours away from Calgary, Alberta. And I think, I think COVID's been a big driver too. Um, with people working from home and housing prices skyrocketing in the bigger centers, people are moving to the smaller towns. We're very lucky where we live. We've got tons of outdoor activities. It's got small town feel. So in four and a half years of building our new building, we're actually starting to outgrow it already. So, you know, we probably squeeze in another couple hundred, you know, 300, 400 members in here, but uh, it's time for us to stay on top. And we're actually looking for some more land to potentially build another building. So yeah, I think that 400 member range, um, you know, July, August, typically a bit slower in the, in, in we're called the Kootenai region of British okay. Columbia, you know, people get outside and do stuff. But what we're seeing this summer uh, is it's, we're staying very, very busy. So it's, it's great to see. I, I think COVID's a big driver behind that too. People are, are more uh, interested in staying healthy. They see the value of health and fitness. I love that. I love that. I think that's so true. I think the fact that you even know like a forecast of when you're, you're dead and, and busy times are, I think that's such a big component too. It really goes to show that you know your industry and you know, you know your demographic, right? And I think that that's what's really going to keep you on top, right? You being the, the owner, I think it, it's the fact that you're not undermining those, those stats. I mean, the fact that again, not everybody would know that. And I think that's awesome. And so, you know, I think um kind of curious here, right? I mean, with 1,600 members, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a lot. And, and how do you go ahead and, and manage tracking those metrics, right? How long someone's been with you, if they're canceling, where they are on, on, in terms of membership. I mean, how do you track those numbers? Uh, we use our software, JJ. Um, so we've got, uh, we just actually switched software companies over to a company called Gym Master based out of New Zealand. Great company, um, great analytics that we can use. We also keep track of stuff manually as well, the cancellations too. I mean, the software does it too. We keep track of it just in a different way. So yeah, it's just, it's very, the tools that we have, the software are key to tracking the cancellations, tracking the new members coming in. And again, I think back to COVID, I think we're seeing a lot of older members that canceled with, you know, early membership numbers that are starting to come back. Um, they've probably been gone, you know, let's say for five or 10 years. And we hear the same story, you know, I've, I realized my health is important. Uh, my doctor has told me to come to the gym because of my health. And it's just, it's, it's a good thing to hear. I mean, I, there's, there's talk of some insurance companies starting to pay for gym memberships, which would be great, you know, great for the industry, great for folks. You know, I, I think some folks need that incentive, that financial incentive to help them get into the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely. I think uh, nobody values free, right? I think they, they kind of have to put that the money behind it in order to, to kind of push them to go. And that's such a big point too. And, you know, I think, especially for you guys, right? I think there's 
there's so much value that you guys can provide. I mean, being a bigger box gym, I think there's always going to be that component of, of you can almost do whatever you want, right? It's almost like a studio mixed with that open gym concept as well. So I think that's awesome there, Trevor. And here's going to be a little bit of a longer-winded question here, but a good question in itself, right? So uh, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business that we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Trevor, of those three, where do you feel like you guys at Fitness could improve the most? I think retention, probably, JJ. Yeah, as, as we all know, the industry, it takes a lot of money to gain a member, and then they can come in and cancel, and it doesn't take very long for them to cancel and they're out the door. I think, you know, we've seen a definitely an increase in the personal training side. You know, people are realize, realizing the value of that. So I think we definitely improve on just educating our members on the value of health and fitness and keeping them actively involved in the club. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate the honesty and transparency here, Trevor, too. I think, you know, regardless of success, right. I mean, having 1600 members here, um, you know, the fact that you can even, be honest about where you can improve and, and and for the viewers and for myself i mean we all appreciate it of course but i think it's also a big eye-opener that there's 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 always room for improvement right so, so thank you for that and so last two questions for you here Trevor, my two favorite questions um you know number one being what's the bigger picture what's the overarching goal what are you trying to accomplish long term <laughs> i think yeah Mental health always has been near and dear to our hearts. Um, my side of the, my mom's side of the family has had some severe mental health issues. Um, I think COVID has definitely brought that to light, just the mental health side of life. Uh, people aren't scared to say the word mental health, which is, I think, great. Um, we're looking at doing a combination of, of mental health and the gym um we all know in the industry you're having a crappy day you go have a great workout you go for a walk you go for a run you go for a cycle um you're downstairs you, you go go lift weights you're gonna have you know a great evening or a great rest of the day so we're trying to really promote that in our area just the benefits of exercise and mental health um combined I think that's our goal, JJ, is just to keep promoting that and eventually build a center that houses both those businesses. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's such a big emphasis. I think people do undermine, right? I think that mental health goes a long, long way. And I think when you can be that personal trainer for the mental aspect as well as physical aspect, right? I mean, even though you're essentially not really training, that that one-stop shop for both of them, like physically and mentally. I think that that's the best place to be. So love that, Trevor. Love the perspective, love the mentality there. And one last question for you here, a favorite question. Um, and, and here it is, Trevor. If you can go back in time, right, to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with all the knowledge you know now and, and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really, really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? And just believe in yourself. Just believe that you you have a passion for the industry. You'll get through the hard times. There's going to be hard times, but you will get through them. 
just believe in that goal and just just work your butt off and and it will happen i love it i love it that's a mic drop of an answer just because i think it, it's so simple but it's so true and i think people undermine that and i think the conviction in themselves is really what will lack and that's what's going to really take you to that, that place where you want to be so trevor it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode before we sign out here trevor please Shout out your Instagram, your Facebook website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? You can see our website at fitnessstancranbrook.com. Um, I hate to say this, but my marketer takes care of the Instagram, so I don't know the Instagram handle. Um, Facebook, just fitnessstancranbrook. You can find us there. But definitely the website. Go to the website. You see all the photos of the club and all the trainers, all the group exercise instructors, and a great video of the club as well. There we go. There we go, Trevor. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for one second. If you can, so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. You gotcha. um, and, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.